Hi, this is Jackie Russo, and I'm the host of Razor Branding Podcast. Thanks for coming in and listening. I hope you enjoy it and learn something from it. If it's your first time, please be sure to subscribe so you can keep getting it. You can subscribe through iTunes or through the razorbranding.org website and just put it right into your RSS feed. If you'd like to hit me up for more information, you can find me on Twitter at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. Thanks for joining me on Razor Branding Blog. We're going to talk about direct mail marketing. You know, we're on our series right now of talking about traditional advertising. Although the blog's real purpose is to talk about building your brand in general, uh, we've talked about who you're talking to. So you need to kind of know who they are. We've talked about what you're saying, you know what that message is, and then where do you say it? And so direct mail is a part of that series of traditional advertising, all those different choices, TV, radio, billboards, direct mail. So direct mail is also known as junk mail. And the goal here is to make sure your direct mail campaign doesn't get considered junk mail. How do you separate it? How do you pull it apart from the rest of the mail that people get and make it stand out? Because on any given day, half of my mail is junk mail. And by junk mail, I mean unsolicited sales, things that are directly selling to me that may not even be a match. So I'm not anywhere near the age of AARP, but if I was to get something from them, definitely junk mail, because I'm not even a candidate to join. No offense against them, but you know what I mean? By age, I'm not there yet. And I probably don't want to get it because it would make me feel like I'm almost there and I don't feel like I am. So that's part of it. You've also got the situation where um, it could be something for a product or a service that I don't need in my life. That isn't something I'm interested in. A timeshare in Boca, for example. If that came to me, that's not someplace I'm interested in going. It's not on my next vacation list. So I wouldn't be a good candidate to receive those sales materials. So that would be a waste. So one of the first things that you want to do with your direct mail campaign is know that you're targeting the right people. Otherwise, you've just wasted the time and effort that it went into creating it the cost that it went into printing it, and the cost that went into mailing it. So don't waste that money. It's better spent in other places. So before you just blast it out, make sure that you've really looked at your list and know that it's targeted, that these are people who want to receive something from you, or they could, if they knew about you, want something from you. So that's part of it. Another part of it is, with direct mail, one of the benefits is geography. If you're opening a new business or launching a new service or product, you potentially have the opportunity to market to the people in your neighborhood because they're the ones most likely to come to you, especially if you're retail-based. You're a dry cleaner, pizza delivery, restaurant, whatever. You want to talk to your neighbors because your neighbors are going to be the ones who are most likely to use you. Just like a lawn service or an exterminating company wants to dominate a neighborhood, so should you. So you're opening a new bank. Well, makes sense that the people who live near you are the ones that are going to visit you most often. So you want to focus on that neighborhood geography. So is it one mile, two mile, three miles out? And what specifically are you going to talk to them about? Your convenience, because you're local, because you're in the neighborhood, you're one of their neighbors. So when you're mining the data, 
look a little deeper to see who it is you're going to be sending this to. Beyond geography, do you have access to information about their age, whether or not they have kids, a general idea about income levels? That will help you know if they're a good target audience member for you or not. So you want to generate that traffic based on your locale, but you want to go that step further and really know who they are and what they're about. That's going to be important. One of the things that I think is really important when we talk about designing it, so we've moved past the who we're sending it to, and now we're focused on what we're going to say. Okay, how are you going to make your junk mail not get wrapped up with the rest of the junk mail? Make yours stand apart. Because see, really, my mail person, and sometimes it's a mail lady and sometimes it's a mail man, so my mail person, what they do is they so kindly take all the junk mail and rubber band it together and put it in the box, and then next to it, in the front of the box, is the real mail. Letters, bills, correspondence that I'm actually interested in. So it makes it very easy when I grab the mail out of the box to take the junk mail in my left hand, toss it in the trash, the real mail in my good hand, my right hand, and start going through it. So you don't want to get rubber banded in with the rest of the circulars and the flyers and the stuff that's absolutely trash. So how do you stand out? Well, it's about your piece. Are you going to send a letter? Are you going to send a postcard? Are you sending something three-dimensional? Because a 3D mailer is really cool. It's a box. And no one would automatically assume that a box is trash. So you have a chance it's actually going to get opened. The challenge with a letter is if you send a regular old number 10 envelope, especially like a window envelope or something that's got the pre-sorted, pre-printed um, looking name and address on the front, well, that looks like junk mail especially if the from is from some company that I don't know and haven't ever gotten any correspondence from before, I'm more likely than not to toss it. So you need to know from the beginning that you're sending something that's going to get my attention. That's one of the reasons why those oversized postcards work so well, because they stand out in the mail, they're thicker than the flyers that I automatically throw away, and they have a chance to actually be seen and noticed and read. And if it's got a coupon on it or something else that is of interest, people can just magnet to the fridge and be right there. So you want to make sure you're matching the thing you're mailing to the information you want to connect. So is it personal information? Well, then a postcard's not going to be good for you. You need to put it in an envelope. But how do you make it stand out? How do you design the envelope so that it stands out? That's really what you want. And then if you want to take your traditional old direct mail plan, but really find a way to make it work for you, perhaps you want to look at a Perl. That's a personalized URL, P-U-R-L. And when you use a Perl, you're taking one of the oldest advertising methods, mailing, and combining it with one of the newest, the internet. So what you have an opportunity to do is really drive up the response rate. Average direct mail response rates are about one and a half or two percent. So that means you're spending all this time, energy, money, and the chances are 98 percent or 98 and a half percent of the people won't take you up on your offer, won't use the coupon, won't even pay attention to what you've mailed to them. That feels like such a waste. So the great thing about a pearl is that when you add that into the formula, you're raising your potential response rates much higher. The average response rate, I think, from a pearl is like 12 or 14%. We've done campaigns that even get into the 20s and 30%. So you really want to take that added bit of technology to make it more successful. So how does a pearl work? Well, this personalized URL 
means that in the piece that you're sending out, printed right on there, is this, the recipient's name inside a web address. So if, if I got it, for example, it would say www.domain.jackierusso.com. And so now all of a sudden, they're talking about a special VIP web page set up just for me. Well, I'm inclined to go check it out because my name is in it and I wanna know what it looks like. I wanna know what they're saying. It's a great way to make people more engaged by using the new technology. The greatest part about it is, if I do actually go click on my page to see what it's all about, you can be notified. And so you'll know when one of your target audience members engages long before they ever walk into your store or redeem the coupon. And so now you can develop a relationship with them. It's especially good if you have a B2B situation your lawyer, accountant, any other kind of service agency. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a relationship with somebody who could be worth big money, and they are engaged because you caught their attention through this direct mail. Now, if you want to really spice it up, you take that direct mail um, pearl and you combine it with a three-dimensional mailer, something in a box, some sort of gift, some sort of item, something that's interesting to them. It doesn't have to be super expensive. I'm talking less than a dollar. Now, all of a sudden, you've broken through, you've gotten past the gatekeeper, the mailman isn't putting you in the bundle that he rubber bands together, already assuming your junk mail, and you've got them engaged and interested in going online to find out more. That personal landing page is a very powerful tool. So that's the really the way you can use direct mail to build your brand. It's just by taking it to another level. Regardless of your feelings about direct mail, it's about the target audience. So think at how they're going to receive it. You may love it, they may not. You may hate it, they may think it's awesome. So you really want to focus on them. They're the target audience. So make sure you've given them something that they care about that they can really use. I hope this helps. And if you haven't already, I hope you go and listen to our other episodes of Razor Branding Podcast. And I hope that they uh, give you some great insight and ways to build your brand. And if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, please don't hesitate to let me know. You can hit us up on the website, www.razorbranding.org. Or you can always hit me on Twitter, at Jackie Russo. And that's J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. And uh, we appreciate the feedback and the comments, the reviews. Please keep them coming. We're pushing hard to make it into the top 100 podcasts. And so we need your five-star reviews to make that happen. So please go into iTunes and give us a good mark. Thanks so much. Bye.